This is real talk. Real talk radio. This is real talk. High praise ministries presents real talk. Real talk. This is real talk. Real talk radio. This is real talk. High praise ministries presents real talk. Real talk. All right, and welcome to yet another edition of the Real Talk Podcast. I, as always, am your host, Pastor Jesse Jones, along with my two co-hosts over here. We got this time going to my left, going the other way, going to uh, Pastor JC. He is also AKA God's Bullet, along with my my friend over here, Pastor Jay Jordan, AKA the Repented Judas. We try, I'm trying to keep making sure I get these names straight. So, uh, yeah, yeah, what's good, y'all? It's another day in this paradise. It's a phenomenal day. Started off right started off riding because of the debacle of spades game we had last night, but I have recovered. I feel like there's light in the end of the tunnel. We're ready. For those of y'all who don't know, Jay is not the greatest spades player. He's and from, what spades. I, from what He's I heard, J C has been washing him, so that's probably why you why you call it a debacle. How bad you get beat? How many books you get beat by? I don't even remember. I don't, it doesn't matter how much you get beat by. JC, how bad you beat? It wasn't as bad as whooping as the last time, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was the last time was just downright disrespectful. <laughs> that was the last time was downright That almost was, was, just made you want to quit. They were purely outskilled last night. Outskilled, outmanipulated, out everything. <laughs> finessed. You were, we got, you were we definitely got, finessed. Yeah, we got finessed back. And Maya was the victim. Yeah. Are you flipping off? Uh, you, did you just flip me off? What is going on? I, th- oh. I think your wife did. I think she flipped you off. I think she said she don't really care how you feel you know about her space plan. She a, was. She never reneged. Like almost. Mine was on point. They had the game won, actually. And Jay messed it up. Finesse. Finesse them is settled. <laughs> Jay, why you let that happen? You spoke. You spoke in the prophet of God. How you get for I wanted to beat JC by landslide, but you lost. But I was close to doing it. Close only counts in hand grenades, horseshoes, and pregnancies, bro. It, it don't count in hand grenades. That, the close one Real chance are prideful. <laughs> Real chance are the Brown fans ain't, but Michael Jordan fans ooh, are. Ooh, that's a source. Why you hit the source spot for him? man? That's messed up. That's messed up. You know, and it, it, you know. You know, you know what LeBron and Kobe got in common right now? They both ain't going to the championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's evil. That's Kobe's evil. dead. That's his I point. He's he he saying he ain't going to the championship, bro. That's, that's, that's his point. Neither is Jordan. All right, I mean. As a player or He just killed Jordan. As a player or an owner. <laughs> hey, Dallas, Which one's worse? Did Dallas win? Huh? Did Dallas no. win? No. They, they forced the game seven. You thought Dallas was going, was going, was going to beat them in, in, in yeah. six? Well, I want Dallas to win. I'm a, I'm a they could have did it last night. I just think they got gas. Yeah. Plus, Kawhi was actually hitting last night. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. I, 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 he I went like 19 for 25. I, I don't think mm. you, you can't. You, you're not. 
That's that's rare. If he if he's shooting over fifty percent, it's a wrap. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't he's think motivated. I don't think yeah, he's motivated. He, he's he, motivated. He, LeBron he, 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 he got face LeBron yeah, at all. He got motivated when LeBron got out. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he got. They showed up. They showed up with Doug a real competition. Testament. He, yeah, we gonna yeah. get the club. We gonna we gonna dunk this real competition. I was the they ain't know the Mavs is real competition. Mavs tight. They got a good squad this year. <laughs> they yeah. overlooked it. That's what happened. Yo, so check this out. We, we, we. Is, that <laughs> is that a kid shirt you got on? No, it's my shirt. It looks like the incredible shirt for it, kids. It is. You ain't got your bra on? Wow. God. Thank you, JC. I appreciate that. I'm too yeah. tired. I'm too tired to be quick. I was going to let him know, you know, just talk the talk facts about this. Is about to be a rough. Yeah, this is about to be a rough show. Yeah, right. With the bra. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Man. Jay, he said you got a he, you got a B cup. It's all new. It's gonna be a rough one today. We tired, bro. We gonna be just hitting the rock oh, for real. Man, this has been the worst one of those weeks. <laughs> See, I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> Man, you're going to make another pot. Oh, this coke has saved my life. It's kept me coherent enough to make it through this show. Bruh, listen, that's what this bound is going to have to do for me because, man, I'm gassed for real. But check this out. We're going to hit a quick break, and then we'll be right back with our first topic here at Real Talk. All right, I'll be back. We back. Woo! So, uh, <laughs> Uh, we need a studio audience up in this mug. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. Because you will act a complete fool with a studio audience. And you know it. Hey, that would be hot, though. Nah, nah. We should do a live live one of these during game change. We got, we got bad right. people on live on Facebook. Because <laughs> we try participation. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the all like crowd participation? It's just, just a podcast. We're trying to, we're trying to build this hey, up. You got to build up an audience before. Yeah, but they ain't paying nothing. <laughs> you got to build up an audience so that you can... Uh, before you do stuff like that, you get paid now too. That's what them stars is. <laughs> yeah, but we got subscribers. They 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 ain't paying like subscribers and, and commercials and whatnot paying. Thank you, Anchor. Anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into our first topic. Uh, we deal with mental health in the church, pastors versus therapy, especially. Like so, uh, for me, I, I thought about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> I was this, and this is one of the reasons why I'm glad. We ain't live because this dude, and this is why your name is also Repentant Juice. I cannot tell y'all without getting canceled what Pastor James Jordan was up here doing. Donald Trump. Already, this is what oh, it is. Like, 
two out of the three of us are tired or look tired, oh and you know, one of us ain't got no sense. Now you can oh, choose man. which one is which, but that's how it is today. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Where they're actually 
giving life application um, from a um, in their teaching standpoint and from a Bible perspective. Those are the ministries that you typically see leaning towards uh, being proponents of mental health awareness and even have mental health programs and things of that nature. Employ counselors, pastors, or even getting their uh, certifications to become certified counselors and things of that nature in the mental health arena. Um, these, but when you when you belong to ministries that aren't really practical, it's just like you know, for God I live, for God I God Jesus can fix anything and all this. And it's not the gate that Jesus can't, but I also believe that everything that we have a need of in this earth realm, God uses people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a missing key and element that people fail to realize is that we want to put the the burden on Christ as we should. But we're not also not understanding that God uses people. We are his ambassadors. Everything that we are, we're supposed to do as believers, as leaders in the kingdom of God, God gave us the authority to do so. You know, um, And what people fail to realize is that the gift of healing or deliverance or whatever the case may be doesn't always look the same for everybody. Sometimes it's not laying hands on somebody and casting out demons. Sometimes it's somebody sitting there laying on the couch and talking them way their their way through dealing with demons and things of that nature. So um, when you belong to ministries that have, take a more practical approach to leading and guiding their people, that's where you see them become proponents of mental health awareness and things of that nature. On the flip side, when you have uh, ministries where they're and I and I hate to use the term radical because there's nothing radical to my in my opinion about believing that God can fix and change and heal anything. I believe that wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think that we put people in very compromising positions because there's some people in the church that have real needs, real issues that need to be addressed. That preaching um, and prophesying and laying hands is just not going to put in check. You know, um, and it's like, what good is that Sunday experience if it doesn't give me what I need Monday through Saturday to help guide my life? So, like, there, there's a uh, this revelation God gave me years ago about it when I was asking God about some things. And I was at this church where we were, uh, we were busting in the home. Hmm, I know church you're talking about. Yeah, I know you know because you you know me long enough to know almost every church I've been in in, in Columbus. But uh, so we busted in the homeless, and a few of them they had some mental health challenges. And God told them, I'm sitting in, in the back of the church on by the board while while the man of God was preaching, and I heard God say, "Look out!" I'm looking at people, and says, "You realize that all this word right now is meaningless." I'm thinking, you know, he's talking about the fact that, you know, the man of God was preaching the butt message at that point. I, you know, I was like, it's not what he's talking about. It's the people. Mm-hmm. I said, you're doing all of this, and you're not ready for them. I said, well, God, what you mean? He said, you can lay hands on them and deliver them from whatever demon that they have going on right now. But you still have, he didn't use the PC term, but I'm going to use it right now just because it's just, easier at the moment. PC? Yeah. Personal computer? No. Per- politically correct. Oh, okay. He, he, he looked at me, he, he, y'all said to me, I can't stand it. Taylor, Taylor Apple. 
There's no coincidence in that. Mm-hmm. 
he understands that the battles that we're facing nine times out of ten, if we're going to win it or we're going to lose it, it's going to deter- it's going to be determined in in the mind. Mm-hmm. If we can't convince our mind to see things spiritually, then we're always walking in a defeated place. It's like I can know what the Bible says, but do I believe it? Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's you, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so the, even the even the, the the order of of salvation, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. In order for me to get from heart belief to mouth confession, my mind has to be able to process that. Right. But if my mind cannot comprehend and my mind cannot program or formulate what's happening on the inside of my heart, then it makes confession impossible, which is why we see people go through things and they can't speak scripture over their circumstances because their mind will not allow it. It's like my heart says God can do it, but my mind won't allow my mouth to speak the things of God over my over my situation or my circumstance. And so if I don't fix my mind, or deal with things in my mind, I ask God to touch my mind, or even talk to people who can help me understand the way that my mind is working, Right. then it makes the things that I'm supposed to declare or say out my mouth near impossible, regardless of what I feel and believe in my heart. Mm-hmm. I think as well, it's, it's, it's also recognizing all of the things that go into fixing and reprogramming the mind. So, for example, one of the things I tell people around me all the time to do is you have to learn how to take some time for you. And where I were for a super church folk, how I rationalize it, I say it this way, I said, well look, even God rested. Mm-hmm. Created the earth in six days, seven day the Bible says he rested. Mm-hmm. But then I go even further, I said, you know Jesus got sick of folks and he took a break too. The entire reason that he had to walk on the water was because he told everybody, y'all, y'all go ahead and get on the boats. I'm I'm going to sit back here. I'm going to spend some time with my father and get myself together. I mean, let's go pray and, and fellowship with that. Y'all go ahead. I need this time by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need nobody pulling on me. I don't need no Messiah, no teacher, nothing. I just need some time away mm-hmm. to get myself to. I'm coming back for you. Just give me a chance. We don't do that. I, there, there are pastors who don't do that, so they don't even let their members do that. It, uh, I, I've been to churches where if a member took time off from service mm-hmm. to go be that? with their child who is in you, some sport or you, some you event. The devil. You the devil. Man. It's the devil. You and if you're a leader, you might get sat down. Yeah. Like, how dare you miss church for because this people, thing? People, I think, they don't, they don't understand the balance of, uh, the balance of this, what this walk is. And I think people think if you're not in a church setting, then I'm not saved. And not having that understanding that if you don't got Jesus Monday through Saturday, then it's pointless to even, to even do this repetitive thing. And like you said with the situation of, of the ministry you was at, they're dropping people off that have mental illness. And in the conversation you have with God, the question is that are you equipped to even love people? That's the mm-hmm. first equipment got to be. Can I love you? Despite of these hangups, because there are people that will come into the door of the church that has different experiences and background than per se you may have that you have never even faced, and the only way I can have a common ground is that agape love to be patient and to love them through their process, and allow the power of God through my love as a minister, as a member, as a leader, to work on them. 
And I think that a lot of times that we don't want to take the time to really love people and meet them where they're at. I think every pastor wants to have a packed out church, but if you have a packed out church with damaged and destroyed people, then what's the point of what we're doing? Mm-hmm. <coughs> so here's a question, because I got two pastors in the house. What do you do for your own mental well-being? How do you personally release it so that you're not having to deal with all of these issues and things that, that a lot of folks deal with? I plead the fifth. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm different. I'm, I'm, I'm different. I gotta. I like being. I for me, I have to stay busy. <laughs> if I'm busy, yeah, in my little way, I'm busy. Say <laughs> In my little way. way. In my little way. I mean, I, I like. I have to be. I have to keep my mind active. I don't like being idle as far as thinking. But is that healthy though? Because you know, for me, all, all, all of the research that I have ever. Looked up and studied and dealt with. They tell you that 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 always being on go is not healthy. For me, it is. As a pastor, I get away from church. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I will. If you look at my page, no matter what status the status is about, you're gonna see somebody comment. Why are you not answering your phone? Why are you ain't texting nobody back? And that's well, just you a don't never answer your phone. That's just. And and yeah, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to answer. Yeah. I, you're going to get a text back before anything. I'm not. I'm not ever going to pick up <laughs> unless there's some money involved. Um, but I just I just get away from the business of church. In in general, I do things that are not church focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I laugh. I joke. Joking with people for to realize uh, don't know about me is that me my sense of humor and and my will to joke about anything at any given time is a an exhaust mechanism for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the exhaust to my engine. And I feel like <clears throat> if I don't ever release myself through just my, my natural um, inclination, then that's what causes me to stress. That's what causes me to worry. That's what causes me to be anxious. Mm-hmm. That's what causes me to go into states where um, people's burdens begin to depress me. Um, and so I just get away from church. I just, you know, I go do fun things. Um, I, whatever, anything that doesn't involve church, we can have a game night. We can go top golf. We can do whatever. Um, that's just me. That's the PG version. <laughs> PG 14. We appreciate the PG version. <laughs> so, you know, Another person I tell you about KOD and Climax and all these other things. I got a whole list right here. A whole list right there on standby. Man, so like, I, I, man, I didn't lose my whole train of thought. I had, a, I had a whole other follow up. Oh, you right know behind KOD, that. don't you? And that mess, I know what you meant when you said that. So I was like, man, I was. Before he, before Jay says, I was about to say, man, I don't think our listeners are ready to know you like that just yet. You give, give them a little bit more time before they can. Nicodemus is ready. <laughs> oh no, man! I can't stand it. He ready. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think that, man, I wish it was more. We 
you said like this. I think I wish it was a requirement now in order to facilitate church work, for lack of a better way to put it, as a pastor, that you take courses. Not you don't necessarily have to, you know, be certified and all that, but just two or three courses in mental health. So that you can better recognize well, first of all, what's a demon and what's not? Like a, a friend of mine, I, I ain't going to call her name, but a friend of mine, uh, she has a son, and he's autistic. Oh, I know who you're talking about. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> and as, but when, when she brought him to church, and, you know, it, with, 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 with kids with autism, you know, all kinds of things can trigger them into fits or whatever. And so she would bring him to church. And she stopped bringing them because the people kept saying, oh, your boy has a demon. Your boy, your, your boy has a demon. He just needs to be prayed for. He needs to be delivered. Your boy has a, He's autistic. He ain't got a demon. And some of this came from pastors. This wasn't like, you know, Joe Schmo and the pew over there. This Negro was a leader up in the pulpit. I'm going to pray that MRDD off <laughs> We're going to pray that MRDD off you right now. In the, in the name, name of Jesus. Jesus. That's, that, that's literally what they were doing. And, uh, and so I'm like, man, when I heard it, I was like, man, how how is this person still in any kind of leadership? Like, how do you do that to someone? And so I feel like, it, you know, study or something on the mm-hmm. should now be required. Mm-hmm. For pastorship, so that you can understand the things that may that may. Be well, I think that if you genuinely study the Word of God, mm-hmm. then you understand how important it is to learn yourself in different things that right. deal with uh, the holistic well-being of people in general. Um, I think the Word of God expresses all these things, but a lot of people don't study. A lot of preachers and pastors, they study for their text. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to preach Sunday? And then I'm going to study this, whatever verse that is going to match with what I want to preach. And it don't matter if it's in context, out of context, nothing. Did it shout to people? Did it get an amen? Did it get an offering? And that's, that's just, the, the whole business of church in general is just not conducive to making sure that people are mentally stable. Right. From everything that... Man, that's true. From everything about how we run church now, um, with as much as church has become a business and the demand that it puts on, the unfair demand that it puts on people, um, church has been more about maintaining the business than it is about making disciples and reverencing the true and living God. Yep. You know, hold that thought right there because that rolls right into our next topic. I want to hit this break since we're almost there. Hit this break and we'll come right back right on that note because that is literally you better go ahead, right Adam, into our next topic. Well, I got a pinto <laughs> break, so what I was saying was now just going to hit. Jesse over there We'll be right back and have one word from our sponsor. Hey, you guys, my name is Amanda. I'm the owner of the G-Spot Accessories and more. It was founded in August of 2019. I just wanted to provide an opportunity for others to not only find self-pleasure love with the G-Spot product, 
but to enhance and break barriers in your sexual relationships. You can find me on Facebook at the G Spot Accessories More or my website, the G Spot Accessories More.net, or also you can just give me a call at 601 480 8234. And to my real talk listeners, I have a special promo code. That code is real talk. Go ahead and put that in now on my website and you'll get something else. Thank you guys for listening. All right, I'll be back. We back. All right, so Pastor JC was talking about before we hit our break the things that were wrong with the business of the church and how we're not dealing as we should. Now, cut them off because I want to hit the break because it rolls right into our second topic, which is why isn't the church working? And I think some of the things that you were expressing are are, are reasons why in this quote unquote modern age the church feels like it's not working. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, go ahead. You, you, this is your topic. Yeah, because you was all you was right up in there already. So, one of the things that triggers me, and you know, I've been I've been asking questions about this here recently, and I don't want to get too much into it because it's for another um, show. Um, but we're well, not really for another show. I just want to go live and talk about it on Facebook. Um, <laughs> we should do this right. <laughs> Just a smite address, just oh, I'm down for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um no, I, I just you know the questions I've been asking has just been surrounding worship mm-hmm. and um just how we do church in general and one of the biggest questions I've been asking is how do we feel think God feels about our worship truly? Um I don't think God is truly, truly pleased with the, with what we do in church. And mm-hmm. I think that the more and more the church became a business, the less and less we started seeing signs, miracles, and wonders. Mm-hmm. Um, because now the operation of church, um, everything is for hire. Everything's for sale. Um, that. Everything's for hire. Everything's for sale. The people are for hire. Mm-hmm. The dispensation of the gifts is for sale. So the obtaining the gifts is for hire, whether or not we want to, you're, you're gifted to do this or gifted to do that. You can't have that unless you pay me. And then on the flip side of that is that I don't deliver unless you sow a seed. It's like we've literally turned the church into a den of thieves because people's pockets are getting fat but people's lives are empty. And I personally detest when I hear the term church is a business. Is it? When did God say that? Where does it show us that in the word of God? And when the church is referenced, even from Christ's uh, perspective, the church is a bride not a business, which means the church is a living entity and it is expected to do its brightly duties. Now, when we talk about the bride, the bridegroom, the Bible declares that he who find a wife, find a good thing and obtain favor from the Lord. Um, but we talk about when, even from the foundations, when Adam was in the garden alone, God said it was not good for him to be alone. So he was going to do what? 
give him a suitable helper, and she will be his help me. So there in and of itself, we learn the first order of what the responsibility of a bride was supposed to be. And so when we put it in the context of church being a living organism, the bride of Christ, our number one focus was to be an addition and a helper to the cause of Christ. Period. It wasn't nothing about us patting our pockets, none of that kind of stuff. When he charged the disciples, the charge that he gave the disciples was what? Go make disciples. That was that was the soul focus. So when he gave us the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit were to be used in such a way, in an operation in such a way, is that it, 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 it helped the work of making disciples. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so that, oh, just because you prophesy, uh, you're supposed to just prophesy to people, or because you can speak in tongues, or whatever the case may be. No, the gifts were supposed to be in work as additives to carrying out the ultimate charge that Christ left his disciples, which was to go make more disciples. Mm-hmm. Now, the manifestation of the gifts is what produces what we call the fruits of the Spirit. And so when you look at all that and you consider all things, where do we see church as a business? At what place did he say, I need you to carry on the business? And see, where I think where they get that business component is where it talks about being a word, a workman worthy of the high. But see, and I think that's where they're getting and, there. And you know what? Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah. I want to read what that scripture actually says. Mm-hmm. What is that? Luke 10. Uh, I think that's Luke chapter 10. It's in Luke. Um, and I want to, I want to, because people use that scripture, and it's so out of context. Well, look at God. It's, it's already up on my phone. Mm-hmm. Probably because you was looking at earlier than that. No, it wasn't actually. Nah, actually, I'll be on here when I'm reading my scripture. Here we go. Luke chapter 10. Let's start at verse 1. Jesus sends out the 72. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're talking about Jesus sending out the 72 to do what? To do the work, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so let's talk about this. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And so we're talking about what, what was happening here. Jesus was getting ready to do ministry. He was getting ready to show up, and he was getting ready to do what only he could. And so he sent his his his, his disciples, his, his workers, in advance to set the atmosphere for his arrival. Right? Okay, so when God sends us or commissions us to do something, it really is to set the atmosphere for his arrival. For his presence to be made manifest. So if we're talking about the heart of worship, you being sent out was only to set the atmosphere for him. Right. Not for the lining of your pockets. Not for so that you could be glorified. Not, no. Because we take things like the gifts will make room for you way out of context. Mm -hmm. And so he says, in every town, every place, where he himself was about to go, and he said to them, the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Mm-hmm. 
Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Now, we know about harvest time, that harvest time is the time where you do the most work. You see what I'm saying? The, the, in other words, there's a great harvest, but I don't have enough people to work the ground to help me reap the harvest. Mm -hmm. So I'm sending you out as my workers to set the atmosphere and prepare the land so that when I manifest that we can reap this harvest. Mm -hmm. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Notice he didn't say, I'm, I'm sending you out as wolves in the midst of lambs. Mm -hmm, right. I'm sending you out as the meek ones in the midst of the, the uh, uh, what are wolves? They're, they're opportunists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're vultures. Mm -hmm. They're carnivorous. They, they, they feed on other flesh. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing the best I can. So, he says, Behold, I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Watch here. Now, he sets the tone in verse 4 mm -hmm. before we even get to verse 7 where he says, A worker is worthy of his hire. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. In other words, don't take nothing with you. Carry nothing. Because what you're being sent to do is your sole purpose for traveling. Mm -hmm. I'm only sending you to do what I'm assigning you to do. Mm -hmm. And so he says, carry nothing of your own with you. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. Watch what he says in verse 7. Here's the part that we get to. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to use this scripture, mm -hmm. we have to first understand that, one, you are being sent to set the atmosphere mm -hmm. for the manifestation of Christ's uh, arrival. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, you're not being sent for your personal gain. You're being sent to accomplish his will. That's right. Okay. Okay. Then on top of that, he says, when you do this effectively, you will be compensated based upon your work. It's not for you to put a price tag on it. He didn't say, he said, don't carry your money bag with you. He said, eat whatever that house provides. In other words, whatever is in that house's authority and capacity to provide, that is what you are to eat and to be satisfied with. And then he says, stay at that house. Don't go to house to house. In other words, if you ain't making enough at this house by your own standards, that in no means is a green light for you to go to other houses and try to be overcompensated. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about why church is not working, church is not working because people have gotten greedy and have stepped outside of the will and purpose and plan that God intended for their gifts to be used to do so. Absolutely. 
Your gift is supposed to set the atmosphere for a move of God, for a manifestation of his power, of his presence, of his spirit. And the reason why we don't see signs and wonders happening like we used to is because church has become a business and it's doing and it's doing less ministry. Let me jump in real quick because because along with that, for me, I feel like one of the reasons the church isn't working is because we're not doing our job. So you said at the beginning that the reason that they were sent was to set the atmosphere for this arrival, right? Mm -hmm. The pro for me, a lot of the problem is is we're not setting an atmosphere because the leadership. Whether you're talking about praise and worship leaders, the musicians, the singers, the pastor, whoever. All the above. All of the above. What they're not doing is setting an atmosphere because you can't set an atmosphere for some place you've not been. Mm -hmm. So how can you set an atmosphere as a praise and worship leader you ain't when you ain't been in the presence of God? How can I give a right now effective word for my people? Not the folk on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. Not trying to be like T.D. Jakes and, and be on TBN and give them and give word to, to folk out in Zimbabwe I ain't got nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. But the folk who are called to my house under my leadership, under God, mm -hmm. how can I give an effective word for them if I ain't spent time on my word and, my and time on my face before God mm -hmm. trying to hear for them, back up, trying to hear God, a word from God for me. Right. Before I can hear a word from God for them. I've all, the way I was taught and trained up, I don't know about nobody, the way I was taught and trained up was you should be living and or going through and or eating 99.9% .9 of the word that you will ever preach mm -hmm. before you preach it. That other 0.1% mm -hmm. is word that you're going to have to wind up eating after you have delivered it. Mm -hmm. Because very few times you can deliver a word that God has given to you and then you have to then say, oh, shoot, I got to... I gotta practice this thing because I didn't know it works that way, but I gotta practice this thing now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas prior to, I, I teach my folk, teach what you know. Mm -hmm. Don't try to be impressive. Yep. Don't try. Matter of fact, when you're called to bring a word, don't try to go and study some new stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you know? What has God already invested in your spirit? What have you already been through? Mm -hmm. Teach that. Mm -hmm. Go back and study all the rest of the stuff. Learn that stuff. But you don't teach that till you know it. Mm -hmm. This to me is the reason I, I'm not I'm not negating what you're saying because what you're saying is absolutely 100% true. But at the same time, I believe it's because we're not sitting in atmosphere conducive for God's house. There are a whole lot of churches right now with Ichabod written across it, and they don't even know it. Mm -hmm. They are dancing and shouting because we know how to play church. We we learned the the visual of mm -hmm. what church should look like and mm -hmm. the the fleshly sound of what it should sound like. So we know how to do that in church. So the musicians are like, oh, yeah, but, but right see, up. and that goes back to what I'm saying. And it goes back to what I'm talking about as far as us, the, the business of church. Mm -hmm. Because right. the business has become entertainment. Mm. And so we hire conducive to the business. Right. You see what I'm saying? If, if the keyboard player is, is not going to help me rock out the house, then I got to fire that keyboard player and get somebody else. And mm -hmm. see, the danger in that is, is that when you got this, this, this scheme where, is worship for hire, then you run the risk of losing real pure authentic worship. Because you don't know what place this person is spiritually that you hire. And this is why I respect ministries that can hire their musicians or worship teams as full-time staff, as opposed because I believe that that's totally different. Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. totally different than, than what we see a lot of other churches doing. 
when you've done business in such a way, done church in such a way to where the tithes are coming into the house and there is meat in the house, that just like, because when you understand how the Levitical priesthood worked, they literally, that was their lifestyle. That's right. They lived off of the fat of the church. And so I understand that. But when you are, when you, when you have gotten to a place where you can't serve without being paid for it, because we run a simply slow when we talk about paying certain people, because if we want to be honest about it, nobody in the church works harder than the usher. That's facts. But they're not getting paid. They're serving. They're serving. And ushers are one of the most key components of keeping the flow of worship together. But the thing is, is that when your mindset is, how much am I? I've seen it. I seen it um, a, a couple weeks ago, and it and it really burnt my gears. Not not because it was somebody that I know personally, but it was a post on Facebook. It was in a group, a musician group in Atlanta, and it said, "Hey, I need singers for a three o'clock worship service." Now, mind you, this post went up at about noon. You need singers for a three o'clock worship service. The service is supposed to be happening in a few hours, and you're willing to pay for them. Even though they, y'all ain't rehearsed, they don't know the ministry, they don't know the vision of the ministry, the flow of their worship, none of that kind of stuff. That's and so how, how can worship be effective when one, you know, you know they have people operating under the ministry who have the heart of the ministry. That to me is the key part. I, I talk right. about with my praise and worship leader, I talk about the sound of the house. And I, I, I use that term because a term I learned from, I don't know if it's, if anybody it says <laughs> she's on, she's on. But I, it, it, I, I use the term because I, I heard it back when I was growing up. The music used to always talk about the sound of the house. So what that basically is, is there is a particular sound that emanates from every church mm-hmm. that when you get there, you know, oh, this is it. And if you hear somebody else in, in across the country, you can tell, oh, you must be from this line. You must, you must have been, mm-hmm. because they, they carry that sound. How can I, if I've never learned the sound of the house, mm-hmm. come to your house and be like, oh, okay, you pay me $35, mm-hmm. I'll sing a couple songs for you, you pay me $100, mm-hmm. I'll play. How? Mm-hmm. You're going to play what you know, but it may not be conducive to where we're, at, where we're going, where we're at, where the people can And it is, not, it is so much more than just the sound. The sound is the biggest key. But that other key is, is that you're willing to, within hours, hire help. That you have no idea about their lifestyle or who they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, and then you wonder why the church is in so much chaos and confusion. Mm-hmm. You wonder why there's so much jumping off onto your people and why mm-hmm. they're so sick and they can't figure their, their lives out. Because look at what you put in front of them. Mm-hmm. Look what the, what they have to feast on. Look at what spirit and with the in the spirit of which the the worship team itself operates in. And so, if you got a chaotic worship team, and they're the thing that's supposed to be ushering in the spirit, they're not ushering in the spirit. If they're ushering a spirit, you're right. And so, when we talk about why church isn't effective, it's about how we do church in general. Right. And the biggest thing is that because we are of the idea and the mindset. And you know what really kills me? Because it's so contradictory. Because how can you in one breath say the church is a business and then on the flip side say we are the church? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes from the same mouth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Church is a business. 
We are the church. Which one is it? Is the church a business or is the church a living organism? So let me let me ask this question. Because they're going to be, because I'll, 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 I'll come from the other side of a logical, of what these people think. Some of them may say then, what about it when it comes to the pastoral position? I actually literally was just ready to go there. That's, gonna be the, that's, where, that's where some people are going to hit up. But, but, that, that but let's go back to the Levitical priesthood. Yes. Let's go back to the Levitical priesthood. Because the mm-hmm. pastor, it's not his job, it's his life. Yep. Period. Mm-hmm. He's not showing up on Sundays to preach a word, and that's it. He's got. He is on call twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Even when he don't feel like it, you can. As a pastor, you can say, "I'm turning my phone off. I'm not going to call it." We've even seen this with Jesus. Yep. Even with Jesse talked about this earlier. Yep. Even when Jesus wanted to take a break away from ministry, yep. he said, "I'm getting ready to go. I I got to take some time to myself." Every time he went to take time to himself, he was faced with more ministry. Yep. And if you're a real pastor, you know this to be true. Every time you say, "I'm going to take a break." I'm going to take some time to myself. I'm going on vacation. I'm shutting my phone off. Whatever the case may be, you get in that grocery store and ministry happens. You get in that restaurant and ministry happens. Ministry, when you have the heart of a real pastor, ministry literally follows you. Okay? See, when you're just a musician, if you live in error, you just get set down, but you can hop to another church and play because they don't know why you got set down in the first place. As a pastor, you get set down, you got to deal with that because that is your lifestyle. You had a responsibility to cover people and you failed your people and you got to allow God to deal with you, to get you, to restore you and get you back in right position so you can go back and fulfill your assignment. It is your lifestyle. And I hate when people compare that, well, the pastor gets paid. So, no, the pastor, that is his life. Well, first of all, let's, be, let's, let's, let's keep it a buck. So, it's not but a, in terms of the grand scheme of things, it ain't but a handful of pastors really get paid. Exactly. Let's, let's tell the truth. I mean, yeah. 90% of the pastors in the, in, in the country have a 9 to 5, which mm-hmm. typically, not typically, which realistically is anti-biblical. As you said, not only is it supposed to be our life, this is what we always supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's why God set the order up the way He did, and we're supposed to be taking care of. Supposed to be because we're oh, we're taking care of you. We're we're the only we're the only I don't want to say professional. We're 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 the, we're the only entity, our only calling that people will expect to be on call twenty four seven, always be right, be held to this high standard, and take nothing. You don't ask your teachers to do that. You don't ask a doctor to do that. You don't ask the police to do that. Oh, yeah, we need to pay teachers more. And we do. We, we, we need to make sure the police are better trained to pay them more so we don't get these people. And, and we do. Doctors should be paid what they do because they save lives. And they are. Mm-hmm. But if you're a pastor, though, no, I ain't paying you. Even though at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm the one to be called to come deal with your son in jail. And, 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 and when your mama was sick with cancer, I'm the one you called to go to the hospital to pray for her. When you need to get married, I'm the one that married you. When you need a funeral happen, I'm the one that opened the door and, and did the funeral service. I'm the one, 54 weeks a year, mm-hmm. always giving you work. But now in 54 weeks a year, like you said, 24-7, I have, you have access to me to mm-hmm. gain from me whatever it is that God has invested in me for you right now. Where do you have an entity, any profession, any whatever that can say that, that you don't want... The man of God, the woman of God, be taken care of. How hypocritical and, and listen, ignorant. Let's be honest. How many, how many churches right now in America are where the musicians getting paid on a on a regular basis versus the pastors not? And a lot of times 
be honest in today's society, that money's come out of the pastor's personal money. Time yeah, time. absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's and, 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 the church. And nine times right. out of ten, realistically, in the in the, in the schemes where the musicians are getting paid, nine times out of ten in the smaller churches, the pastor is not getting paid. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And in the grand, grand scheme of thing, when you think about it, you're spending six hundred, seven hundred dollars a week from the music, on the music alone, twenty eight hundred dollars a month, and that's realistically twenty eight hundred dollars that could have went into the computer into the community when people should have been serving and sowing their gifts in the first place. And then you want to know why we're struggling with the debt? I was I was talking to a church. They got fifteen members. They ain't got fifteen thousand dollars. At debt. the end of the oh, day, fifteen members of the what? Fifteen thousand dollars of debt. Trying to keep up with this with the, with the whole persona stuff. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, as a believer, mm-hmm. Sunday is your day to worship anyway. Yep. Period. So if you're supposed to be in church anyway on Sunday. <laughs> oh, but, it, it, but let's we're yeah, talking about keeping Sunday. the Sabbath. Sunday, if, if you if, 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 we're you talking about we're, we're, we're talking about traditionally keeping the Sabbath. Uh-huh. That was what God commissioned you to do mm-hmm. to keep the Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're supposed to be in church and giving God worship all day that one day anyway, then at what point did you say, okay, God, I can do it, but you're gonna have to pay me, and not only are you gonna pay me, but I'm not gonna give you the whole day. I'm just going to give you a couple hours. And I'm not even going to stay the whole service. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to get up out of there because I got other things to do on your day. Because we don't we don't really recognize, here's the problem, we don't really recognize that our service to the ministry is a service unto God. Mm-hmm. We have de-emphasized the, the importance of service to a building. Hear what I'm saying? I'm not talking about the... The right. abstract entity that we say we are the church to the building, to the people in the building and the building that you're going to. We de-emphasize that so much because we keep saying, "Oh, we are the church. We are the church." Let me ask you a question: How many of y'all, we are the churches, were, were you doing when when COVID was really hitting mm-hmm. and churches was closed down? Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all was hoping to go to the building. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now the building is the church and you ain't the church. Mm-hmm. But I can't serve there. I, it, it's like. One of the things I said, I was telling uh, my members today, I was making uh, an analogy about, I forget what I was really making an analogy about, but the analogy that I used was dealing with uh, uh, charging your children, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, at your house. Oh, you live in my house, you got to help pay rent. I even got upset with folks who charge their 16, 17-year-olds. They steal children. What are you charging them for to live in the house? Mm-hmm. And there's other ways of teaching responsibility. Absolutely. In, in the same vein, I look at it for the church. If I'm a musician, if I'm preaching, if I'm a, a whatever, and I'm supposed to be here in the house, I live here. So, no, I shouldn't be charged to live here. This is for all y'all pastors who charge your members to get to for weddings and funerals, but I'll leave that part alone. At the same time, right. well, I, guess, also, I, guess, I, guess, I guess I'm going to talk about that charging for, for weddings and funerals. I'm gonna come out. I got a bone. That's that's the one that bothers me for real. I got a bone of contention for that one. At the same time that you as a pastor shouldn't be charging your members to do those things, how dare you as a member charge me for the service for the place you said you committed to, or even charge your community? You know what I'm saying? Like, like when my dad died Mm -hmm. and my mom. 
my mom's own church wouldn't host her funeral. And I found that was a Listen, if I was if I was a little more ignorant, I would I would make call name about so I can and talk I about it. And I had to do my own mom's committal. Her pastor refused to do her committal because number one, he didn't know how to do it. That's a whole other transition, bro. So I ended up had to fill in the position because he had no experience of doing committal, and so they wanted to ch- a, a church where I knew someone who's a member of. That's in my family. Been there for almost 30 some years. Wanted to charge me $1,200 for one hour. <laughs> That's not, not, we ain't talking about, we ain't talking about that. Like we just talking about holding just the service for one hour. They wanted $1,200. Your building ain't worth $1,200, G. What is you doing? And this this is before the pandemic. What is you this doing? This is 19. This is before the pandemic. They want $1,200. How you want 12? Your building ain't worth $1,200. What are you talking about? This don't make this is this is it is it, that stuff. How how do you have a, a person who has been a member for however long they've been a member? Faithful, tired pain, whatever. Look, I'll be honest, I'll even say a member who ain't faithful. Mm-hmm. I'm not and, first of all, I'm not if the church is in a position to do it, I'm not charging a grieving family that's already struggling to come up with finances to bury their loved one, to do anything, none of that kind of stuff. No, I mean even church and or, or yeah, or or even celebrate a most important day like a wedding. Right. Let's, let's get that as a cost. First of all, we gotta start getting in. in this, and we were talking, we're staying on topic, right? Talking about why the church isn't working mm-hmm. is because one, we feel like people um, aren't worth investing into. Yep, that's the truth. People aren't worth. We'll invest into all these trivial things that people should be sowing and giving in the first place, but we won't invest in people's lives. And so now what happens is, is that you've got this big budget to operate church on Sunday, but you have nothing to give to the community Monday through Saturday. There are literally pastors and preachers and stuff like that that have five members and can barely do anything in the community that are out here buying cars that are way beyond their scope of, 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 of uh, financial position or anything like that. It's full-time in ministry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, like you can't afford that. Your church can't afford that. But yet, you will get up there and raise an offer talking about the church can't meet budget yep. Let's get this to one. maintain your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But you sold nothing in your community. And you're in this community. You've been in this church, this community for years. And the house next door don't even know who the pastor is. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the issue in terms of, of what you were talking about earlier, how... Uh, uh, the ministry just has decided or has neglected the community in itself. So my question is, why if why do you first of all why are you on salary with five members? Why are you on salary with with, with mostly a, a small handful anyway? Mm-hmm. That should be. And, but what you know what's so crazy about it? The ministry is building the community. Like, you want to you want to know a, a perfect model for how when you do the work. And you commit your life to the work, and you sow and you give, and you just want to be a blessing to people's lives, and you want to do it extremely explicitly what God has called and commissioned you to do. I'm not saying that there are other ways or not way or how you should do it. I'm not saying a pastor shouldn't take salary. One of my one of my one of my um, one of the people that I look up to in the ministry is John Jenkins. John Jenkins has a church in Glenarden, Maryland, called First Baptist Church of Glenarden. Um, large
largest church in, in Maryland, probably in that region, 20 plus thousand members, 10,000 seat sanctuary, beautiful building, all that kind of stuff. From the time that he had no members to now, he's never taken salary. Never. And never worked by vocation. Now, there are things that he does that he's learned to do, skilled to do, and stuff like that, like learn how to fly, fly, fly planes, stuff like that, that came over time as many, but he's never taken a salary. Here's what happens. One Sunday out of the year, his members honor him, and they take up an offer for him. And sometimes that offering is in excess of $2 million in one Sunday. But that's how you know, and, and some folks ain't going to like how I say it, but it's true. That's how you know that the man of God is doing for the people. What doing he's supposed to what he's supposed to do. So, And I, that is a model that I have myself submitted myself to. And I, I, I've lived that from my first pastorate. Even when they wanted to, pay, wanted to pay me as an assistant pastor, I never accepted a salary. Because my thinking is, is that I'm a man for the people. I want to sow into this community. But if most of the church's resources coming to me, and I can't do nothing for the community. And the community is the one that I'm going to be taken care of. Whether or not the church raises an offer for me one Sunday a year or not, I am going to be taken care of. Do you know how many times that I've been, that I've preached and one of my members just came up to me and dropped $500 cash in my hand? Just without asking. But that's After they paid their tithes. But that's right. how you know the world. So I, I think, when I think of things like that, I think about how, how they did in the Old Testament. There, there were the times in, in the Old New Testament where whoever was, was given word, the power of God was so mm-hmm. it was so powerful that they didn't ever call. I don't recall ever, ever, ever. Correct. Y'all, y'all better call us now. Mm-hmm. I don't recall ever in the Bible. Anyone from Genesis Revelation, you see an offer being taken up like that. Mm-hmm. So what happened oftentimes was the man, the man of God was preaching so powerfully and the power of God was so much in the place that the people just walked up and they laid their offering at the prophet's feet because they respected the word of God. They respected the man of God and they respected the power of God. But he spent so much time with God, mm-hmm. he had a, a word that freed them to give. Mm-hmm. We got pastors who were looking to get a salary. We got pastors looking to have all this extra stuff. Musicians no get all this stuff, spend no time with God, and they have no power. Where anybody's gonna walk up to them and say, "You know what? You bless my soul." Here you go. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what they're giving you, but here I, I have to bless you myself. Mm-hmm. I have to put this in your hand. I ain't putting no offering bucket. I ain't. Mm-hmm. It has to be in your hand because what you said, God used you to touch my life. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you living, when you are living for the sole purpose. To do the will of the Lord, I firmly believe God will provide. He promised He would. James live witness. Oh, I know. I'm going to anybody I know. Yeah, right. I know <laughs> this guy right here. <laughs> yeah. This guy with the razzle over here. Either right. the people of God is taking care of him, or Maya's oh. a sugar mama. Something. I mean, my vocation. Every time I turn around, his brother's best doing something. I'm like, how do you? But it's because the anointing on your life. God, if we get back, that's the other part of the reason I believe the church ain't working. We don't, pastors especially, but the people as a whole, we don't really believe that God will provide for us. Mm-hmm. We will believe everything else. But God will, we believe God will heal. 
Well, quote the scripture, though. Well, scripture, we'll quote Philippians 4 19 all day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But we don't believe it, though. Mm-hmm. And as you articulated earlier while we were talking about mental health, if you can't get past the head belief to get to the heart, to get to the confession, the word's not going to have any power and effect in your life. Mm-hmm. We got to we go back to the. We got to stop trying to make God prove himself and just believe what he says. Mm-hmm. How about that? So let me ask this question. Since we're talking about salaries and stuff, why churches are working. Now, do you believe if if someone comes to your church that you should have a set amount you got to pay? I'm coming here and say, hey, I, I can only come for $1,000. You can't come to my house. Well, well, well let, me, let me backtrack. Let me think because I'm a little different on that. My, my, here's my question. My question would be, who is it? And the reason I ask who is it is because of this. Mm. I believe, this is just Jesse, I believe that certain people because of the anointing on their life, they are worthy of a certain esteem, right? But what you cannot do, much like you articulated, uh, JC, is you can't come to me and say, I'm only coming for this amount. Then I don't believe God sent you here. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you why I don't believe God sent you here. Because it's a good chance if you come to me and ask me for an amount, I ain't got it. Mm-hmm. And I know how my mind works. I'm calculating what it's going to take to get you that. And I'm going to rule, it ain't worth it. Whatever God was going to say through you, he'll say through me. I'm here every every week. What is, I, I personally believe, what is God going to say through you that he can't say through me, and I'm here? When you come, more times than not, you are confirming what God has already brought through me to the people. And, and here's how I know, and you know, we want to talk about it. it, it. <laughs> I really don't want to go here. We already but, we over time when we saw over here. Let's be realistic because everybody likes to tote Paul, Paul as the apostle, all this other kind mm-hmm. of stuff. All right, fine. Let's let's use Paul's example. Whenever he went to a church mm-hmm. and collected an offering, mm-hmm. he was carrying it to another church. Yep. Well, not to his pocket. Not to his pocket. He was literally he would stay and work and do ministry in a region. Until he had enough proceeds to carry to the other church to be a blessing to that church in that region. He was literally doing work in an area to help build up another area. And didn't fleece the people while he was doing it. And didn't fleece the people while he was doing it. That's how it's supposed to be. You going in there, realistically, what do you need twenty, thirty thousand dollars for a speaking engagement for? Really, just for you to get up there and preach a word for 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 forty minutes. Let, let, let me also say this though: I will also say, you as a pastor have no business calling for a preacher to mm-hmm. come with that kind of name that potentially could command that, and you know you can't treat you can't receive that anyway. Mm-hmm. Like high praise ministry, we have a very small membership. It's no secret. Y'all joke about it. I joke about it. It's a very small membership. <laughs> It, it, it is what it is. I got no business. I tried to hold it. I got no business. Trying to send a letter out to the Paulus house saying I want I want to have Bishop Jace come preach for us. Yeah, you can afford the pastor of Victory, but not the Church of Atlanta. He'll come for a six piece of JJ. Right. <laughs> He got the spine given to me, buddy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need a short pattern level. 
but I, but I, I, I think that, that that's a, a very important distinction because a lot of people who have issues, not everybody, but a lot of people who have issues with preachers uh, in their, what they call their writer, commanding certain honorariums, saying I won't come without such. This honorarium, I need a black SUV with tinted windows. I need a room and, for me, my armor bearer, his armor bearer, my musician, his musician. And where that's excessive, and I absolutely agree, and should not be. At the and we're not time, staying at night. At, at the same time, the, it, there, at the same time, there is a a huge issue where there are pastors who are trying to call for them, hear their amount, know they can't afford them, just so that they can blast. Oh, well, I want to get wanting to buy them. She she told well, you, me you she going she needed forty five thousand dollars. Well, I don't think, well, first and foremost, I, I, I get what you're saying, mm. but, you but I don't think that because of the size and financial status of your ministry, that that should negate you from being able to call certain people. Well, here's because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. realistically, mm -hmm. assignment or no assignment, these high dollar big name preachers will go preach here for their friends for free. Let's be realistic about it. Yeah. And so I don't think that just because you got a smaller ministry and your capacity is in, uh, as a cathedral or whatever the case may be. No, if God literally said, this person has a word for you. But that's the key. Because how, I, 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 I'll say without, without uh, I'll just toss it to this guy without, without knowing it's accurate. I'll say the vast majority of the time, it's not God calling them to say, go reach out to so-and-so. It's, ooh, so-and-so has a big name. If I get them in my church, I can bring in more money for the house. I can bring in more people so, and probably get somebody, more people to come start coming to my church. Here's the other question I'm going to ask. So let's say really God has told you to get T.D. Jakes. He says he has the word for this particular day. And he says no. So what do you tell that pastor who has that ambition, that drive, they've been in prayer, I'll have to ask one, are you sure you heard from God or you hear from flesh? And if you are absolutely 100% positive that this was God, you go back. You have to take, 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 take your note from the word of God and be like the woman with the unjust judge. You be persistent because sometimes God will cause you to do something uncomfortable or way far out, outside of your reach. Mm -hmm. Just show to see how bad you. Oh yeah, I think yeah. If, if God gives you something, you got to be persistent in your pursuit. That's Absolutely. just that's just the bottom line. I remember my very first men's conference um, as a pastor, as a mm -hmm. as a as a senior pastor, at Chosen Conference Christian Center, thirteen thirty six Courtright Road, Columbus, C Ohio. Good old C four. And the people that I called were some of the hottest ticket names in ministry at that time. Yeah, it was real hot. It was real hot. Everybody, Everybody was at the height, pretty much pinnacle of their ministry at that point. Some of them were still at the pinnacle of their ministry. Some of them are longer and longer with us. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that normally these people would send writers. Now, one of them did, and I outright rejected it because I'm just thinking to myself, I'm not paying $6,000 for you to charter a plane from a city that's two hours away. That's just... That's just not wisdom, for one. You know, maybe if you were coming from somewhere across the country, we could consider that. But two hours away, I nigga, I can send somebody to get you. And there's our first nigga that I know yeah. I, 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 I can send somebody. I can send somebody to get you. Mm -hmm. But the others, 
there was no writers involved. There was, when do you need me? You know, I'm there. What do you need from me? Whatever, whatever you're in position to bless me with. Now, mind you, anywhere else, there would have been writers sent in advance. They need this, X, Y, Z, first class ticket or charter my plane or whatever the case may be. And I've seen some of these writers before. And I, that's how I know to be true that this is ordinarily. But God specifically told me these people. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. It was a God thing. And, and here's what happened is that before um, even extending the invitation, I shared the vision of why. Let me talk to you about this. This is why you're necess necessary. This is why you're a necessity. This is why I need you here. You know what I'm saying? And and so when God gives you something, I'm saying all to say this, that I'm a living witness that sometimes even when it appears not to be in your scope, if God gives you a vision for something, you got to see it through. And he will make it happen. And I don't believe that the onus of proving that God said it should squarely rest on the person who said God said it. Because God can say it to the person who's recipient of what God said. And they reject what God said because they've already gotten entangled in their own mind to be selfish and greedy. And so, you know, I, I, I don't discount that there are people out here that say God said, and you know daggone well God didn't say. But I also know for a fact there are people where God said it, but because this person is in a different position in and of himself and their mindset, it almost looks like that God didn't say it when he really did say it. They're just in rebellion. I truly believe in, in cases like that, however. I really, and call me naive or whatever, I really believe in cases like that, that eventually God's going to pull back the cover. He'll pull back the cover and show that this person was in their own entanglement. They were all about the money or whatever. And it will affirm the fact that, that God, called, God told you this person and you were in error. They were in error. That's yeah, that happened to me one time. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Mm -hmm. Especially, especially with you. Yeah, there's that too much I don't believe it with you. I'm trying to get Paula White one time. You see what happened? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna go ahead and get out of this though. We gonna come back and run after these messages with our real talk banter. That's enough to go on. I can't be I can't I can't go back and be as serious after that. We'll be right back. Melodies from the Heart, the first official EP by Jesse Jones. Download your copy now from iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever music is downloaded. If you love love, make sure to pick up your copy of Melodies from the Heart by Jesse Jones. I promise you, you'll love it. <laughs> and we back. Oh man, the stuff the stuff that happens when the mics ain't hot, I promise you. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, I, I hustle. That's what's <laughs> happening when the mics ain't hustle. I'm getting bullied over here. I need 
Hey, did we figure out what that was, though? No, my job. I was budgeting. She said, I don't know what you, how much you want to give. Let me ask my I, financial secretary. <laughs> my, you know, we supposed to be, the financial committee is really my, that's my church. That's just, but it sounds like you're a lot of folk in there. <laughs> 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 like you got to go through a lot. Let me talk to the financial committee. It just never hit them back ever again. <laughs> so... I've done that. Though. I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. Let me talk to my admin and see and see if my skills cleared up. Yeah, my wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> she the admin. I do have a legitimate admin, but she's just kind of gangster. Now, my wife's legitimate. She 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 does admin for for a nine to five too. She's the admin. Yeah, but she my admin. Your wife. I don't check what about to be saying it. Oh, you get it, <laughs> My admin is a voice I assistant have. named Siri. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can definitely see that. <laughs> yes, John. Whatever you want. <laughs> Hey Siri. Wait. Hey Siri. How much should Jay pay me to come preach at Game Changers? This ain't free. This ain't free watch. This ain't free. Siri said she ain't talking. She said she said I ain't in this. Yeah, she's gonna say free. She's gonna say, you know what? But all right, let's go ahead and get into this real talk. I just paid enough over the years. Let's go ahead and get into this real talk, baby. This is this is a fun one. Who's keeping score? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Siri. That's free. Yeah. Who's keeping score? It's free. Yeah. I felt that much. Oh, that means run the bag up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that could mean you got that, so much money, you don't even have it. Yeah, that means that mean take a nigga up top. And you're so, a blank check and you're filling it so out. Y'all see me stripping the week before game changes. You know why. I'm trying to raise no, this money. No, what's going to happen is JC going to preach for you and he's going to be like a loan shark, so you don't pay him. On time, no, you I got don't. two weeks, and it's going. You gonna take the ten percent. I know. I, 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 I get done preaching. I'm a preach so good. People gonna be ready to come to the altar. I'm like, I really want to open up this altar. I really want to open up this altar. I'm telling y'all, y'all had y'all pastor come come meet me with that check so I can open this altar. I really <laughs> want to open this altar. Oh, anointing is. So I I feel anointing in these hands tonight. But my cash up is blank right now. Well, so. I, I, I didn't hear a chime. I didn't hear a ching ching. Oh my goodness! I really <laughs> right now. Man, we're gonna just do a hundred dollar line one day. We gonna hold the uh, church hostage. Like I know the deliverance gonna cost tonight, buddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is there anybody? We need ten folks just to give a hundred dollars right now. There's ten folks to give. A thousand? You know, JC ain't gonna take no thousand. You better add a couple of zeros to that. Well, if you look good at thousand on that day, this is that's a stretch. Yeah, I've seen this church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A thousand is a pretty good number right there. They like to dip in the people's offering for <laughs> niggas who dance good. Bro, bro, so I've, I've seen <laughs> No, no, you missed it. I preached at this church, and they was like, come and give us, bless this man of God. People were giving this money, and they begin to divvy up my money. No, I'll do you one better, dog. I was, I was at a church. I ain't going to call the name. Call the uh, name but I was, I, was in the, I was in the office Thank after, after his revival was done, and the collected offering. Was I was in the office. Oh, I'm armor bearing for one of the pastors. So, but you they, they in the back. No, I was, oh. I was armor bearing. And so I'm in, I'm in the back office with them, and I watched the host pastor count out the money, right? And did, did like, you know, uh, like, like they said, one here, one here, one here, money. And then he looks at the power, and he's like, hmm, what are going to take about? <laughs> he took some money from the preacher's office and put it back in his pile. Didn't put it in an envelope for the church. Folded it, put it in his pocket, put the other little bit in the envelope. Wrote, I was like, oh, go ahead, let the man of God tell us all we had today. I was like, I just watched you 
put like five hundred dollars. Oh, they ain't watching what happened that, 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 that. Oh yeah, wait, wait, they wait. raised this man preach the house down. <laughs> this dude, and they started. Listen, rehearsal. listen. This man preached the house down. They raised the offering to bless the man of God, and each praise break that happened, he went in to his offering. Start counting out money from to hand whoever had the best dance during that praise break. <laughs> oh, and the best shout. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Three times <laughs> did he dip into his offering. We was in church a whole extra hour and a half after he preached because he was trying to see who he could dip in his offering for to bless because they danced good. Now, why don't you get up and start shouting so you can get in that? In, in that yeah, yeah, I'd have been up there shouting like, give me my money. I need all of it. <laughs> And he was giving out one fifty here, yeah. one thirty there. That was sixty two dollars. I thought you meant like dance. His offer probably was really about seven hundred dollars, and he left with probably about sixty two. Right. That's hilarious. Literally, we can't pay you for the word, but hopefully, this helped you get something to eat. Right. We paid everybody for the shout, so we can't pay you for it. That's hilarious. Oh I ain't never heard such a thing. Bro, I ain't never heard such a we seen it with our own two eyes. I there said. There was this dude that got up there and did a dance like this. Oh, yeah, he had the Randy Jackson. That, was, that, was that that one that you had uh, yes, about? Yes, it was that service. <laughs> yes. I checked in on him right after you said something. Man, Man that's hilarious. The crazy about the worship was surprisingly good. That shocked the mess out of me. That's what, if, 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 J- if JC's timeline to be correct, it is, it is accurate. The praise and worship that he posted about was the whole entire reason Raquel wound up coming. Oh, hold up, here I come. Mm-hmm. Great praise and worship, and then wound up coming to a Jesus twerk contest. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a twerk off. <laughs> oh, there were some moments of that service that I'll never forget day in my life. Bro, I bet you. When the lady got sick. <laughs> That's how the service started off. <laughs> no, you know what? Let's go. That's that's gonna be a good topic for uh, the the next real talk episode. Let's do a worst church experience as a pastor or as a preacher, and just talk about some of our worst experiences and things that you've seen happen. Cause that I want to see if there's anything that JC got to tank that tops. It. I know I ain't got nothing to top. I've had some stuff. Wait, what was that? Worst church experiences. worst church experiences. Stuff that stuff that as a preacher as a pastor you've you've seen happen happen to you. Like, you've gone out to preach somewhere like he did, and they just div- divvy up their money. Div- well, I, your know money you, I know when you're. Oh, I'm about to say, oh, I got one. <laughs> hey, I know yeah, when I did. It was one of his services. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I want you to hold it. <laughs> on the west side. <laughs> Yo, hold hey, it. Hold hey, it to that. Hey, no, no. Hey, I, I, my I, whole I offering got hijacked. His offering got stolen. I want I want That's a great story for the next I promise you. I want to do that. I think you about to say the time you went up there to preach at that Baptist church and they talked about your words was out of order. Oh, yeah. Yeah, moving on in decency and order. They got the glory. Everybody laid out. Moving on in decency and order. Those are some of the stories I want to I think those would be hilarious to work with. So that's like Man, I preached hard and sweated and everything, and somebody raised my offering and then left service with it. That's hilarious. Yo, you want to know who it is? No, not not just hold it to. You want to know who it is? You know who it is. You know who it is. Probably do that's the whole next episode. You hate him. Oh, that. Yeah. He said he's gonna call me back. 
<laughs> Never called me back. <laughs> Never called me back. <laughs> hey, he called, he called me last year, and he was late. He's like, hey, Jamie, I need a place to stay for a couple of days. Right. We coming down there. So I was like, oh, man, for real? Let me call you back. <laughs> I didn't call anything back. Like, called months. back. I, like, months later, I was in the, I was in Columbus. I went to the barber shop. Like, the game cut my head. He was like, yeah, man, I, uh, you know, I called Jay, man. And, That's you know, he said he was going to call me back. That's y'all. Never called me back. Voice <laughs> trembling. That's, That's he was hurt. Jay hurt his feelings. Oh, I know he did. That's y'all's boy. He got y'all's number. He ain't got no, mine. He, he, he unfriended us. He unfriended us. Listen, he, but he still has your number. I unfriended him, so he couldn't unfriend me and block me. I unfriended, he unfriended him. Us I unfriended him. So I unfriended him after after <laughs> the uh, after the live for, uh, uh, real talk we did. We was talking about uh, uh, order, and he oh, got upset. Yeah, yeah. I and, and one and, and started inboxing asking about we need to meet. I, I unfriended him. I wasn't worried. How y'all gonna meet? Y'all meet like in Tennessee? Y'all gonna drive? Out he unfriended us because no, he was talking about all three of us. We didn't have a call. Call about we, he unfriended us because we told his wife wasn't nobody gonna face. call her the pastor anyway. <laughs> she said, as a woman, I just would never feel comfortable being a pastor. I said, ain't nobody calling you the pastor you anyway. Call, you ain't calling for this. Ain't your husband. Oh, Jesus. All right. Are we recording? <laughs> yeah, we, we live. We, oh, okay, we, cool. We, 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 we've been on for a grip, bro. Oh, <laughs> I've been man, trying man. to. I've been I hope y'all here. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been hot for 10 minutes now. So let's go ahead and get this real talk better. But yeah, for real, I want us to get that, uh, the, 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 some of the, like you get your two best, you get two or just two in general. Two best. I mean, yeah, two, I, you two, know two my life. Two. I got about eighty. That's what oh, I, 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 I don't know. I, if I, I have a worse person. They just all funny experience. I'll take that. Just like two, two, two. We almost got put out of higher ground. Not, let's not call them yeah, worse. Let's call yeah. off two off church experiences. That folks, you don't think anybody who don't know you or one there would believe you. First of all, first of all, JC's the worst person to sit by in church. Period. Bro, he's just the worst person. I'm not bad. I'm, I'm a very attentive person in church. Maya, get your lying husband. Bro, this is why this is why he is called the repentant Jew. This is why the glory never man. leaves the building when he when he leaves church. <laughs> he get the lying as soon as he gets done preaching. Soon, bro. I have I'm been to start fact checking you. your sermons. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, I'll hit the snopes on you. <laughs> Jump on his live right. and, 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 and hack in and put a, put a little right. call there for everything he the said. The lie detector turns determined that was a lie. Listen, no. He gonna end up, we had we had someone giving a testimony, he gonna whip out some snacks. Talk about this is getting good. Bro, I have watched you. I've been in church next to you in this city. And this sitting is, right next to you when some stuff jumped off, and you are clowning. That ain't my fault. That, just, that, that was just brother time. That ain't his fault. My fault. I, I didn't like. I didn't will that to happen. It was you didn't will it to happen, but you ain't help it <laughs> when it when it did happen. You yeah, were You were horrible sitting next. This pastor, you failed, embarrassed my. Is pastor, what I say. This pastor failed in church, and JC called the man a bear to Holyfield. So I ain't seen something <laughs> like that since you've been in the ring. That's hilarious. But let's go, before we run out of time, let's try to get this bad, this bad trip real quick so we can get up out of here. So here's the, <laughs> so here's the real talk answer we got for today. It's, it's, it's a, a kind of a comic book style one. So the question is, if you can only choose one mask to wear, which mask would you wear? Whatever mask you wear, you gain the powers and abilities of the character who wears it. So here's your four choices, and I got some things for you for, for each of them. Spawn, mm -hmm. Venom, mm -hmm. Black Panther, Deadpool. 
before you answer, here's some of the spawns of abilities and powers. He's got superhuman strength, superhuman strength, speed, and durability, regeneration. He can heal, hallelujah. Energy manipulation, and not just heal himself, heal others. He's got what's called energy manipulation. He got Benny Hinn powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's Benny Hinn, Benny Hinn in the mask. Does he wear a white jacket when he does it? <laughs> no, nah, he's all, he's all dark. Uh, uh, fire manipulation. I cannot pronounce whatever that word is, but it basically means he can cause illusions and hallucinations. Teleportation. I didn't know he could do that. Intangibility, time manipulation, te uh, telepathy, empathy, uh, spiritual force manipulation. Trace. He got a, he got a, a longer list than what I thought he had, and that's just one one side of him. So you got Venom. Uh, Venom's power and ability is he's got peak human physique and skilled Clantar Slayer. So the 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 aliens that are from where he come from or whatever, he knows how to fight them. But along with that is more so his equipment. His, his, as a symbiote, um, he can bond with anything. He's got enhanced physique. He, he's, he's, a got a, he's a sinner. Symbiote. Oh. Uh, he's got a genetic memory, with, so whoever he bonds with, he gains their memories. Uh, if he bonds with a superhero, he can take on some of their powers <coughs> and know how to beat them. Um, it's got kind of manipulation. Like one of my S's. Camouflage. I'm so through with you. Disguise and decoy, stuff like that. So then there's Black Panther. Uh, and and I'm, I'm reading this verbatim. This is hilarious. The very first power and ability that, that it says for him is divine empowerment. He's a motivational <laughs> Who's saying divine empowerment? Who is that? This is, this is Black Panther. Divine empowerment. Wait, run back all his. Black Panther. He just got, I, I just started. Oh, okay. yeah. It's divine empowerment. Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> we know who he, who he was interested in picking. Uh, he's a master martial artist and hunter. Um, intellect and magic. And because of his equipment, his vibranium suit. Uh, it's got soundless movement. Walks on water. Runs on. I didn't know he could walk on water. Run on walls. I'm reading this rubber. This is from this is he from the, uh, the cipher. This man might as well just be Jesus. <laughs> he's got uh, he can throw vibranium energy daggers. Uh, he ain't nothing but he's a human symbol. He's got. <laughs> he's got. <laughs> okay, so if we move over to Deadpool and Deadpool's powers and abilities. He's got enhanced psychology, weapons proficiency, regenerative healing factor. Uh, immortality, foreign chemical resistance, disease immunity, telepathic immu immunity, soul resistance, which is hilarious, uh, position <laughs> resistance, which means can't nobody but it's hilarious. He's a master martial artist, medium awareness, medium, that's that's funny, unpredictability, uh, they list literally as one of his powers and abilities is his mouth, what that mouth do. Almost always talks in combat yeah. to either distract his opponents, throw them off, or to infuriate them, making them lose a cool head. That's literally what the definition of, of his mouth power is. Uh, his equipment is, is is a magic satchel of unlimited weaponry, katanas, a carbonite sword, guns, grenades, all kinds of ammo. So, get up, you, taking all that into consideration, whose mask you got? Who, whose mask and power are you taking? Now, remember, Spawn's a demon. Venom's an alien. Black Panther can die. And Deadpool looks like a turd. <laughs> so, <laughs> which one you take? Well, ladies love ugly people nowadays. I'm going with Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, hey, ugly's in. <laughs> ugly, and ugly women are in, too. So ugly just in all around the board. It's between Deadpool and Black Panther, but if I choose one, I'm probably going with Deadpool, because you know, it's just, it's just exciting. Deadpool, 
It's he's like he can he's immortal, but he sees a lot of risky action and I'm a daredevil. Okay. What you got? Who you got? I was so if one has been pitched, we can't we can't pit that. Oh, oh, okay. I was gonna pit Deadpool myself because you know Because you wanna be me. No, because I already <laughs> had that pitch in my mind for the for the last three days. I mean think about it. I fit Deadpool more than everybody <laughs> take. I don't know about that. That nigga still my words for ten oh five and now he wanna pick Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just about to piss him off. You want your last name to be Wallace. You want to be Jay Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> Air Wallace. <laughs> That's what it should be. Air right. Wallace. He ain't going to have to change. He's going to switch it all the way up. I'll go back to his girlfriend name. I'm Aaron, I'm Aaron Wallace. Hey, wait. Ain't that the name of dude's name on uh, that uh, that uh, prison show? What prison Aaron show? Wallace. Um, oh, you're talking about the, uh, the one that 50 Cent did? No. Um, it's, his last name is Wallace. I can't think what the first name is, though. But I know exactly who you're talking about. For life. Yeah. So what? With what's Beijing beard. He, he, he got so, your friend's beard. So your friend? Oh, wow. Yeah, the movie just he's got his beard. Wow. That's <laughs> me. Fire. Man. For me, he's I'm, hurt right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. Aaron right? Wallace, that's his name. Oh, that's her? Yeah. Okay. I, I knew his last name was Wallace. I didn't think the first name was Aaron, but yeah. That's a, that's hilarious. I know you're going to pick. Who? Spawn? No. Spawn's going to pick. Yeah, he's picking Venom. It's actually between Venom and Deadpool. Now, and because Deadpool has been picked so much, I'm going to go with Venom. Because I, I, I understand your logic in terms of he's... Hold uh, on, let me set, set a timer, see how long it takes you to explain your answer. You delivered a 20-minute sermon in the second in, in the second docket. Go. <laughs> and he's going to talk about my time. You delivered a 20 whip Bible verses, broke down six verses. No, I just want to say how long it takes you to explain your answer. answer. For me, is is the reason I picked Venom over Deadpool, like I said, because everybody else can pick Deadpool. Plus, Venom, uh, he don't have to stick to the same person. He, he can, he if I if he wanted to, he could so take over Deadpool. No, you call him what you want. He, he ain't got to stick to it. He could take Deadpool's powers because of what his power is. So though I'm though I'm not immortal, I, I have to go to steal anybody's powers I get I come in contact with. So how can you get any better than that? That's yeah. it. Okay, thirty eight seconds. <laughs> I can't stand him. <laughs> so real quick, since I, I feel like they, I feel like this, they, they don't feel complete. So we took the four of them: Spawn, Venom, Black Panther, and Deadpool, and we ruled out Deadpool's immortality because it's the only way this makes it fair. Throw them all in the ring, battle royal style, fight to the death. Who wins? Deadpool wins. We're taking away his immortality. Deadpool wins. Deadpool wins. He's Why? a trained mercenary. So is Venom. Eddie Brock is is a, is He's a journalist. No, no, not the not the not the, not the version book that for him at and 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 the symbiote as Venom, the, the symbiote that takes him over to become Venom. He's a skilled hunter and and, and warrior. Then T'Challa. T'Challa is also. He's a trained yeah. warrior. Deadpool is a. I'm going with Black Panther. And Spawn is also a trained. Spawn, Spawn is a trained Spawn trained. is burned up Michael J. White. <laughs> I ain't afraid to burn up Michael J. White. <laughs> I will call the Joker. Really, really. Yeah. You call Joker when, De when Deadpool again looks like a turd. De Deadpool is a reject. All you gotta do is call a Catholic priest respond. Can't stand it. Before you say you go, forget it. I'm going Black Panther. You going Black Panther? Why Black Panther? Got sneakers. <laughs> 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 That's how you know 
we ain't making no sense no more. We're done. We, we, <laughs> he said because he got sneakers. All right. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, I, I think Spawn wins this fight. You, no, no, here's why. No, here's, here's why. Here's why. The reason Spawn was inspired because at the end of the day, you know why Spawn ain't winning. You know why Venom ain't winning. You know why Black Panther ain't winning. You'll never be better against a white man in a in a, in a fight. Listen, the re- here's the first of all. You have been watching way too many Rocky Balboa movies. Second of all, Spawn wins this fight because though I took away the immortality, Spawn also has the devil on his side. He gonna possess them all and send them all to hell. Like that's that's fight. That's his character is a demon. It's a demon who don't want to do is do trying to get free from the devil. So you know he can still open up hell. You saw the movie, open up hell, send it to hell. So how you gonna win the fight when you hell? <laughs> but anyway, all right, so we get ready to get up out of here. Ain't Jimmy Fox playing Spawn now? Who what? Ain't Jimmy Fox playing Spawn? I have heard. If he is, if he is, I'll take it. Look, I, me and JC were talking before you got here. Jamie Fox is one of my favorites of all time. Like, like there's nobody. That can do what that dude does for real. He is. He better than Will. Overall, yeah. As a, as a, I actually, can't actually, pick as, between the two. It's here's my thing: though, like, it's hard. It, it, it's hard. But I'll, I'll, here's why I'll go with Jamie. Like, it, it is hard, but I'll go with Jamie because I think that right now Jamie's still more versatile. Like, I, I taking Enemy of the State, which is my favorite Will Smith movie, aside, like. Evil Pursuit of Happiness and, and the, uh, the other drama Jamie uh, Will did. Like, Jamie is still way more versed. Have you seen Collateral like, Beauty? Yes. And, and I, again, I, I am not negating Jamie's greatness. Did this man just walk out in the middle of the clock? I about to end it. Can't stand it. But yeah, I'm not negating Jamie's great or uh, Will's greatness in it. Like, it's definitely hard, but I think Jamie is way more versatile in what he's able to do. And so that, for me, makes him overall better. Right now, in terms of what their body of work has shown, Will's better by far. But in terms of you just unleash them to do all the things they can do, it's got to be Jamie. You can't, not, you can't negate Jamie at all. Because not only can Jamie do, uh, do the acting of the character you've given him, Jamie also, with ease, can do Right. Any person that you ask him to do a biography for. Even though Will was great in Ali, I still kept looking. That's Will Smith playing Ali. Right. It's not like, you know, the uh, the One Night in Miami movie uh, on, on Trying to Be Seen. It. Mm-hmm. The dude playing Muhammad Ali there. I was like, dude, this dude, he tapped into Ali for real. I, oh, I, I, can't, I don't know. He had the Will Smith, eyes Will Smith tapped into Ali too. I kept seeing, I kept seeing uh, uh, Will Smith. I really did. Like, I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. I just kept seeing. Will. He did more than a good job. He he was exceptional. <laughs> but yeah, she went back to rock the tissue. Huh? Was the tissue on the counter? But yeah, we can get up out of here. I guess, I guess we don't, we ain't gonna get Jay out of here because Jay's about to, uh, he about to drop his kids off at the to- at the at swimming pool. No, so, my stuck at the toilet. Oh, it's my. <laughs> You weren't supposed to say that in the mic. I, didn't, I thought it was Jay going out. I'm cool with embarrassing Jay, but not Maya. My bad, Maya. Not, not, I Maya free game? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Real but, boy. yeah, we get ready to get up out of here. So, before we get out of here, let's, 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 uh, let's go around and let everybody know how to contact y'all. But, uh, let's start with a uh, God's bullet. What you got, sir? How, how, how they get in touch with you and um, the service and everything like that? It's like guitar string when you pluck it. <laughs> 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 
you call it 888-888-888. No, you can Queen find Mina. me um, on, on uh, Instagram. I am JC Wallace. Uh, or you can go to the church's website, churchfortheone.org, or weareatlanta.church, and that links to all of our social media handles on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can also follow me on uh, Fanbase, which is I am JC Wallace as well. Oh, uh, yeah, you can follow me at J-A-Y-J-O-R-D-A-N uh, on Facebook. Some folks don't have to spell J or Jordan. Uh, and then we also have Victor Harper's Network, IG. You don't know how to spell J or Jordan. No, it's amazing. It's a, it's, it's a, people put it, like, they put the I in now on there. That's like a, a thing. And then also, what is my Instagram? I don't know. Uh, Instagram. I don't know. I don't be on Instagram like that. Why you going to give me something you hardly on? I mean, I post, but I don't, you know. Uh, Victory, C- Victory City ATL. Uh, you can check this out. Also, you can have you type in hashtag baby oils. We can send you a custom made baby oil that I'm working on. Or potpourri in it. A hint of a pepperico. This is your friend. This I don't know his name. <laughs> and for me, you can contact me. Uh, you, can in- you can email me at jesse.jones at highpraiseministries.com. You can uh, inbox the High Praise Ministries Facebook page. You can reach me on Facebook, Jesse Jones. You can, no I, do not put an I in my name. It's J-E-S-S-E. See, see? No, but there's a difference. There's like 16 different spellings of Jesse, and, and so uh, apparently J-E-S-S-I-E has become the most common name, the common way to spell my name. It's ridiculous. I was playing J-E-S-S-E. J-E-S-S-E. Jones. I your original business card. You could, no, it's never been I. I mean, I found the original Oh, you found it? Man, that's that's a flashback and a half. Yeah. Um, you can also reach me. You can also reach me on uh, Twitter at Real High Praise uh, or at Simply Great 4H, depending on which one you want to go to. Um, YouTube.com backslash Simply Great is the ministry's uh, YouTube channel as well. Uh, feel free to follow the Real Talk Real Talk on the Real Talk Facebook page to continue any of the conversation you've heard here today. We'd love to hear what y'all have to say. I like I like that kind of stuff. Plus. Uh, <coughs> We also have, uh, uh, plus we also have uh, our email open, the Real Talk uh, email open for any dis- any topics you would like to hear discussed. If you have some ideas for some good topic, good topics, because every topic is not a good topic, you can reach out to us at realtalkhpm at gmail.com. Well, I'm also looking for some questions for our for the Let's Talk segment that I'm trying to get together, where we, as pastors, myself, Pastor JC, Pastor J. Jordan, we answer some and some or any of the questions that you may happen to have. Again, email the real talk email at realtalkhpm at gmail.com. Um, lastly, I'd like to say, look, no matter what the question may be in your life, mm-hmm. know that God yeah. is the answer. Woo! Seek Him Seek and him. always keep it real. Keep this has been the Real Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Real Talk. Real Talk Radio, this is Real Talk, High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk, Real Talk, this is Real Talk, Real Talk Radio, this is Real Talk, High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk, Real Talk, 